damn it, five. It was 55. I took a wild guess as I was not. Prepared. It's episode five, Nick. Uh, it's episode five. Episode we went back five. at the beginning. We went back almost a full year to hang out. Uh, and here we are. So thank you for taking your time to sit with us tonight on this Tuesday night. It has been a very, very, very eventful last two days in the NFL free agency, mm-hmm. which will be a large portion of our top six tonight. Uh, NCAA March Madness oh. brackets officially start tomorrow. Uh, in the first. Tonight. Uh, tonight. Thank you. It just uh, started. In the first four, right? The first, uh, the mm-hmm. what, the 11 seed games? 11 seed uh, and six, games and 16. And 16. Mm-hmm. the 16s. Um, so that'll be happening tonight, and then the official bracket will be starting on Thursday. That I do know. Um, so that's when all of our brackets will lock. However, we most of us have already done them or are in the process of doing them very soon. Uh, we have gone ahead and pre-podcast already done our group bracket, so we will be going through that and talking about that a bit. Uh, it is super fun. Uh, but first off, let's get right into free agency. Um, oh, actually, do you want to do bracket first because I feel like that might be better for time. Whatever you want, honestly, I'm down for whatever. Let's do bracket first because there's a lot yeah. to talk right. about in the NFL yes. free agency and stuff that hasn't even happened yet. Um, we talked about possibly talking about Aaron Rodgers last week, and holy cow, there's a lot more to talk about this week. So That's let's annoying. go ahead and let's get right into the brackets. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and pull up our group bracket. Uh, on top of this group bracket, we have also had a few special guests join our group here. So uh, people will uh, certainly be uh, enabled to do that. So we'll see who wins officially uh, from our group. It's not just podcasters. There are a few significant others that also wanted to join and decide to join a bracket. So that'll also be a part of it. Um, we will see who wins. Last year it was actually very, very close and came down to the final four uh, before we knew who officially. Uh, I'm still undefeated. Yeah, Austin, didn't it come down to me and you for the final? Uh, I think it was mm-hmm. Kyle, actually. Yeah, I thought I was up there. I'm sure I, I, thought, I think it was a three-way. Year, I know that I got messed last year. For... I was in first for the first two rounds, and that's all I remember. So uh, after that, I lost track. Uh, okay, so we as I said we already went through and did this bracket. So let's talk about some highlights now. Uh, to be truthful, I did complain about this as I do sometimes. <laughs> uh, a lot of one, two, three. Uh, you one what? Did make it? Uh, did make it all the way to the elite eight. Uh, but so there's not a ton of upsets, but there are a few that we would like to go over. Um, not really at the top of the bracket. In fact, we have one through eight on uh, both sides, except we have Utah State beating Missouri, as well as West Virginia beating Maryland. Now, I do want to clarify: we did not, however, do this in in a uh, exact form. Rather, we voted, meaning that this is all, could be all over the place. Um, <laughs> some, meme, some people memeing. <laughs> going for it and some people being serious so did anyone want to talk about this top side of the bracket we only had a few upsets here uh utah state and, I, th- uh, West Virginia. I mean i think we should definitely talk about the utah state upset solely because i think a lot of people mm. are going to be questioning about that i was one of the people who picked utah state and specifically can you scroll up there nick i'm looking at their bpi rank and i know that mizzou's played a lot of top 25 teams obviously playing in the sec they're six and four they've played well but I don't love their BPI rank, and I don't love the fact that they give up five more points per game to other teams than Utah State does. I also don't love the fact that they only score one more point per game than Utah State. So that was some of the factors that I used in making the decision to pick Utah State there. Um, yeah, I actually have Utah State. Utah State, outside of this stuff, obviously. Uh, if we go over to Ken Palm, Utah State is ranked... Um, 18th overall uh, so again he ranks every single team in college basketball one 
all the way down to 363. Um, and they are 18th, and Missouri is all the way down. Did see the word. Uh, 51st. So a big difference there. The analytics actually prefer uh, the combination of their defense and offense for Utah State over. So I think it's a good pick. Um, I was one of the ones who actually voted against Utah State here. Um, the reason I did is with the Kempom um, statistics, um, Missouri is actually ranked 10th with adjusted offense. So with them being in the top 10 with. Uh, offensive stats. I was one who has been leaning Missouri. Um, I was for our group bracket, and I have been in my personal brackets as well. Um, I was outvoted, which happened. It happens quite a few times throughout <laughs> the entire bracket, which is fine. That's what happens when there's seven of us here. Um, <laughs> but, you know, um, Utah State, I think, has been one that a lot of people have been picking as a possible upset. So I don't think it's that um, drastic of a choice on our part. Fair enough. And I think we're all kind of on the same page. Uh, West Virginia, Maryland, it's an 8-9 matchup. Those always can go either way. So it's one of those things. There's really not a lot to it. Uh, I think we all just like West Virginia in that. So um, we, can, we can kind of uh, – let's talk a little bit about here. We did have Alabama actually being San Diego State, who's a huge dark horse in this tournament as a five seed. Feels like mm -hmm. they have a really good chance to make a deep run and really uh, surprise people as we get deeper in the tournament. Um, I was one of the advocates for San Diego State. Um, I did a small bit of research on them. They're always one of those teams that just comes out of nowhere and just wins those random games. Um, and it feels like this year's the best year that they've had in a long time in terms of like really pulling together. In fact, last year I think they were like an 11 seed or like a 12 seed or something like that. Uh, so being a fifth seed this year is a huge jump for them. So I really do genuinely feel like they have a really good chance this year. So uh, they are ranked 14th on Ken Palm. Uh, obviously, uh, Alabama is ranked third, but yeah. Uh, personally, uh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say San Diego State was an eight seed last year, and they were 25th ranked last year. So um, they were pretty good last year as well. Honest, I always choose them. So. Yeah, no, personally, I just felt like Alabama's had a really good season. I know they've had some controversy surrounding their team, but at the end of the day, it felt wrong to get them out going, uh, going out in the Sweet 16, especially as a one seed. So I just mm -hmm. felt like they're going to go farther than the Sweet 16, even though San Diego State does give them a tough matchup there. Do you want to know my issue? Uh, go Nick for Saban it. Nick Saban is on the bench for Alabama. So that's really got to say. That. Nick Saban's uh, on the bench. Nick Saban. Uh, Are we not going to address the other side of the bracket? <laughs> uh, well, the problem is is that we literally went uh, without any upsets until uh, having Miami beat Indiana, which is just a 5-4, which is a huge upset. We did, however, have mm -hmm. Iowa State beating Xavier as a 6-3 upset. So we can't talk briefly about that. I mean, um, I'm, I'm always down. I, Iowa State's always a good team, um, I feel like, and they always don't have a huge rep, and then they come into the tournament and they always break some hearts. So. Um, yeah, if you want more information about our Iowa State, uh, we do talk about that. Um, check out our video that will be launching to or uh, going live tomorrow morning. Um, if you want more information on these specific big upsets uh, that could or could not happen. Yeah. But I like Iowa State here. Um to make it actually pretty deep in the tournament. So um, they're one of those teams that has been up and down all season. They went 9-9-12 by every expert pretty much said they were the best conference in all of basketball this year. I think they got 10 teams into the tournament. Sheesh. Um, so that, you know, they did really well. Um, obviously they have one, the, the second, the third overall one seed in Kansas, but uh, 
yeah, a tough division, and they have beaten Kansas, Texas, uh, Kansas State. They beat Baylor three times. Um, they've also lost to a couple teams that they shouldn't have in Oklahoma State. But as you can see there, it talks about their North results. They did job and they also lost to UConn now you can see there that was by 18 that was early in the season so they were still wet um but that's still a big thing so yeah, that's when UConn was actually good so uh highly so no uh, Nick I have some real brief points here okay, go ahead. I actually had Iowa State beating Xavier in my personal bracket so this is a matchup that I had like actually put together um honestly I like Austin said Iowa State can either be up or down. They're either really good or they're really bad. I think come tournament time, we're going to get the really good side of Iowa State. And honestly, Xavier doesn't really impress me all that much. So they're a week three seed. They're a week three seed. I was actually the complete opposite of both of them. I actually, in my personal bracket, I don't even have Iowa State winning their first round matchup. Um, So I was pretty against this. I think Xavier is actually going to go on a pretty decent run. I think they have uh, pretty nice matchups. Um, I think their second round matchups actually going to be really close. Um, I don't remember who I personally picked there, but um, I think Iowa State is just coming off of a rough end stretch. Unfortunately. Fair enough. Um, I'm wondering if we were to put 50 cents on all these bets, it'd probably be a pretty good payout, you know? It'd probably be a, <laughs> probably be a few, few grand. Um, <laughs> probably be okay. a pretty good payout. Moving to our bombsite bracket, we had a few other, a few more fun things here. Now, I'll say on the left side of the bracket, uh, we did have the one through eight seeds all winning the first matchup, zero upsets whatsoever. I need to talk about this Duke ORU game. Mm hmm. We do have some people yeah. who like to make oral jokes, uh, including mm-hmm. Jake, of course. No, no. Uh, who, like, that's the no, only that's no, no, that's Oral Steve. Roberts could ever have a chance. Uh, or only no, Oral we had a 4-3 uh, vote with Oral Roberts, and it's one of yep. the favorite 12-5 upsets, and I want to talk about it. Okay, yeah. go ahead. You oh, can yeah. talk about and I just Oral can't Roberts. predict the future. So. Uh, yeah, Steve, ha- <laughs> Steve, Steve, me, and Austin, did you also have ORU here? Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I think I speak for all of us when I'm talking about Max Abrams, the guard at ORU, who is averaging 23 points per game, and their seven foot five center is going to give Duke problems. <laughs> ORU he's averaging four blocks a game. Yes, he's averaging four blocks a game. ORU is that traditional upset style team that plays well with their guards. Their points come through their guards, and they have a very great defensive center who averages 13 and seven plus four blocks. Mm-hmm. So honestly, I think ORU is going to give Duke fits. I have ORU going. I think I only have ORU winning this game. They're going to lose to Tennessee in the next round, but I'm going to pick ORU here. Mm-hmm. I'm, also, I'm, look, I'm looking at this real quick. Uh, I'm looking at who they've played, uh, and they've lost to every good team that they've played this season. Uh, they are 18 and 0 in their conference, which means Jack Diddley if they're actually playing good teams. And the best team they played was a one seed in Houston, lost by 38 points. Uh, they also played uh, St. Mary's, who is what a middle seed. They're a five seed. They're they're five. So they played another five seed and lost by I think it was seven. Uh, so uh, I'm taking over you. I I could I could never. And they're traditionally uh, good in the tournament. Two years uh, ago, or you busted brackets. Yeah, uh, here's the thing for me, a big reason. Kyle Filipowski is the one that makes Duke run. He's their center. He has to go against 7-5 center, who will block his crap. Uh, is Kyle Filipowski better? Yes. 
Uh, but the seven-five center came from Arkansas as a transfer, so he's not a scrub. Um, he didn't just, you know, show up at, at Oral Roberts because he didn't have any other, uh, you know, offers. He, he, he is a, a legit guy. Um, uh, he's a little bit awkward, but again, seven-five, four blocks a game. I think that's going to give Kyle Filipowski some some trouble. Also, my future father-in-law sits on the alumni board at ORU, so <laughs> roll Golden Eagles, boys. <laughs> um, I was one of the... So if Jake wants you. to actually be able to get married, we have to support this team. <laughs> Sorry, Jake. I, I'm against you here. Um, oh, you're going to leave me brokenhearted, Kyle. Sorry. That's all right. Kyle doesn't care about your well-being. That's fine. He never did. It's okay. Guys, do not worry. We kid. Through. Even when we say, especially when oh. we say, Kyle, that's a good sports take, we just kid on the show. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Um, I, I will say the one thing that is going in Oral Roberts' favor is the Duke turns the board turns the ball over a lot and they don't score off of turnovers themselves um they are one of the worst teams with turnover ratio so that is actually one of the things that is going in oral roberts's favor Mm -hmm. um granted duke did kind of turn that around as the season got uh as the season has moved along um so they may have fixed that problem but it may have been a little too little too late with the statistical aspect um but that I just wanted to say that like there is a little bit of hope for Oral Roberts. A little bit of hope that'll be dashed by the Duke. <laughs> also, uh, Coach K's Duke. not here anymore, so have fun with that. But it's still Duke. It is still it is Duke. Still, it is still uh, Duke. So next, uh, we'll also talk. We'll stay on the side of the bracket. Uh, the next upset we have, as as mm-hmm. it does go down, um, Michigan on, State on, and Marquette, right? We, yes, we have Michigan State mm-hmm. beating Marquette. This was a close four three here. Uh, I personally, Michigan State always either expects to do really well and then sucks, or expects to not do well and then does well. So this is one of those years where they're a seven seed, not really expected to do well, so they're going to do really well. So, uh, I had they, USC beating them in the first round, so. Um. <laughs> They are 18, and it's, I think, 16 as a low seed in the tournament. Um, and they have made deep runs as that. So just so you know, when that's ridiculous for them to be an underdog and do that well. Yes, that's why I'm choosing them. Because I think last year they were like a 3 or 4 seed, and they got smoked in the second round. So uh, I genuinely but, feel like they're just going to... But they also have Final Four last year. No, they did not. I don't believe. Was it three I, years ago? Let or me, two years ago? Uh, they made it. Let's look it up. Last time was 2019. So oh, three, three years, years, three, four years they ago. Were, they, they were okay. a two seed that time. So, but um, the last time they made the they made the final four as a seventh seed. In, so, well, take that, that is as not you will. Easy to see. No, you uh, should be able to click it, Nick. I can't click, Kaha. There's a lot of oh, damage. See? Uh, oh, jeez. I'm looking for. Wait, they're gonna be in the, the east, right? Yeah. Well, not necessarily. It was uh, well, yeah, last four. It was North Carolina were, last year who uh, had the shocking they almost. They were a seven seed in the West, Nick. Seven seed in the West. They oh, they were seven seed last year. And they lost in the round of thirty-two to Duke. Yep. <laughs> okay. Well, I did say they got Molly Wap in the second round. I thought they were a higher seed last year, so that's on me. Nope. Uh, they do have one of the worst uh, two seed losses in, in uh, history. Yes. With, they lost to what was that team? Middle Middle Tennessee. Yeah, was it was Middle Tennessee, Tennessee State. Yeah, yeah. It was the year they got smoked. Literally, 
Yeah, that Anyways. was the year I picked Michigan Denzel State. Denzel Valentine. I, I, yeah, literally. Oh, I hate them. I yeah, they them. always. That's so sad because I loved Denzel Valentine as a college basketball player. <laughs> they always do better when they're lower. Therefore, I pick Michigan State here, uh, and, and that's just as simple as that. I just don't uh, see it. I had Marquette I, going the all thing. the way to the title. Yeah, I like so. look, at, look at the numbers. Here's the thing, though. I think Marquette is a little overrated. Shut Only... up. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. Do you know I'm what you're talking you. about? Okay. Do you know ah. what you're talking about? <laughs> I do know what I'm Look, talking about. Actually. Look, the thing, is, the thing is, is I can see Marquette right. blowing UVM out of the water. They put their second yes. string line. Sure. They put in second players in, and they'll play that lineups. Oh, wait, Again, UVM's winning UVM. this. They haven't lost against a top 25 opponent all year. They're winning this season. They, <laughs> they have haven't even lost. played a single top 25. That's the point. Now, Kyle, Kyle, hold on. I, I need to know what Kyle was about to say before I told him to the shut it. The reason I was going to say is because Marquette turns the ball over a lot. We saw in the tournament versus UConn, they turned the ball... They turned the ball over a lot in that game. They and the game that they got blown out by UConn. Yes. They they were able to they were able to rebound in UConn in this tournament and able to score uh, and able to force more turnovers and able to get rebounds One against UConn. Over. But that was also the third matchup they played against UConn. They had been experienced against it. When it comes to Michigan State, who plays in the Big Ten, who is one of the top two conferences in the league. Granted, the Big Ten has been a little weak this year, but I think at this matchup, that will not matter when it comes to Marquette turning the ball over too much. So I, because that That's just where, like, turnovers matter a lot in the in March Madness. Look at this. Aren't they all? Statistic. Number two seeds are seven and eight against number seven what's the, seeds in the past mm-hmm. seven tournaments. What's the all-time, what's the all-time stat? 59 and 26? Teams it are does. much better than they used to be. Uh, also, I've got, I've got one name for you. I'm pretty sure he coaches Marquette. Shaka Smart is great in the tournament. Yes. He is. He's great he is in the tournament. So is Tom Izzo. That's Tom fair. Tom Izzo is better. Tom Izzo has been to Recently? eight Final Fours. Recently? Eight Final Fours. Recently? In- Yes, he literally. I, I brought it up. Dr. Smart hasn't been good recently. Recently, yeah, he has recently. Recently, he has <laughs> I, I know, Kyle. I'll just be a peanut fun. butter cup. In the I last, want, I want a uh, let's see. Hold on. Where's the uh, from 2010? Michigan State's been to one, two, three Final Fours. So mm-hmm. three out of seven, they've been to the Final Four. Fair and enough. How many has Oral Roberts been to? Uh, uh, what does none. that have to do with? <laughs> <laughs> I just don't see it. I really just don't see okay, look, Michigan Andrew, State in their history. Tell me why. Tell me why, Andrew. You're just in their history of the past couple of years of them going in, they've never done well. I mean, yes, Ooh, sometimes. Or Michigan State. Michigan State. I just don't see it. Michigan I just State feel was like in the Final Four three years ago. Three years ago. Okay. Well, okay, well you're talking about recent. I'm not. I was just, I was just saying, like, okay, are you saying the last few years? Yes, I'm talking about the last, anyway, like, the last few years. years. Like, they don't have, like, I just don't see it. Like, in my opinion, I just don't see that, it. Marquette it, drives, drives the ball better, and then they can pass it out to the perimeter a lot better than what I've seen that Michigan State could do. Well, we'll see. We'll see Marquette, what happens. I just think Marquette has the better three-point shooters than Michigan State right now, and I don't. The thing think is, they, they can't score. Marquette has the trouble scoring inside, so if. Uh, you know, I don't have the stats but, like, on how, you know. how Michigan is inside, but that's why UConn's 
matches up really well with them because they if they stop their right. outside. Right, but that's what killed UConn is because they had the better three-point shooters after that because they would drive and then they would kick it out and left people wide open on the corners. But, and I just uh, think Mar Marquette will have that opportunity to do that again against Michigan State. And it's just going to be a different aspect. Well, I guess we're just going to mess around and find out, aren't we? I honestly, I honestly just wish we were talking about Eastern Michigan and Imani Bates, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to move on to the final upset in this side of the bracket. Uh, we have Tennessee beating Purdue in week one seed. Week one seed. I think here's my problem. If you go look at the history overall, especially what wins outside of like obviously like defense it's usually not bigs for the most part it's usually guards they'll have usually good bigs but they're not the ones that care literally if you look at their stats i can pull it up but um zach Eady scores 22 per game the next highest score is hey austin your microphone's cutting in hey, out again. Ah. every time dog i don't know what's happened i think it was good up until now but um, it was basically i'll just say one more time Zach Eady scores all of their points pretty much. He scores 20 per game. The next highest scorer is 10, and then everybody else has single points. So I don't love this team, especially with a center trying to... Uh, also, a center that doesn't shoot threes, doesn't shoot mid-range. He's only a post threat for the most part. Obviously, lobs, that kind of stuff. That doesn't play well in March. They're going to shut that down. They're going to make sure they send double teams that and dare um, the other guys to make big shots. Um, and I just don't love that. I have this in my actual bracket, so I have I literally already picked Tennessee anyway. I do not. Uh, and then uh, we'll we'll move on. I guess we do have Tennessee beating Kansas State in the. Uh, this will be actually let's talk about the others. You know, let's talk about this first. Uh, Tennessee beating Kansas State uh, in the Elite Eight. I mean uh, that, that BPI rank, rank baby. Mm-hmm. BPI <laughs> rank is second. Um, I I'll be honest. I was pretty convinced of this. I feel like if Tennessee makes it this far, they usually go pretty damn far. Mm -hmm. um, we've seen it with their men's team and their women's team. That school just really just pulls it together towards the end if they make it there. So, I was pretty pretty convinced of this. Um, yeah, so, no, nah, I'm with you. Not much to talk about there. Uh, on this side of the bracket, uh, there wasn't a ton of upsets. Uh, we saw it again where we had one through eight, except we did have Northwestern. <laughs> Losing to Boise State, the boys in orange and blue, smoking <laughs> Northwestern by 35 points in the first. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely not. It's just like Kyle saying the Chiefs are going to win by more than two touchdowns. It be like, oh. hey, they uh, at least won. I was at least right about that. Yes, yes. You still had to drink beer out of a shoe. <laughs> and you spilled most of it anyways like a coward. I didn't do that on purpose. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't do it on purpose. Uh, so, anyways, uh, we have Boise State beating UCLA. This is kind of a joke pick, but at the same time, we're talking about it. I do think it's closer than it probably seems. I mean, we're talking BPI rank of six difference. That's not a lot. Uh, like their stats are so close, and there's a reason why like stuff like this is just so close. So, uh, I think it's points per game. Opponent, offense, ugh, opponents' points per game is so close. Uh, points per game. Boise State has uh, advantage. It's very close. Uh, I think it was pretty straightforward there. Um, but we do have them losing Mia to UCLA. We have the three seed, the four seed, and the one seed all winning in the following round. December does the one, two, three, four games. Uh, we do have Gonzaga beating UCLA, which shouldn't be a huge surprise. Gonzaga it's, it's, nah. has been just such a good team uh, this year, it seems. Um, they have lost a, a few close games. 
um, but have won. Uh, they beat Alabama, which not a lot of teams can say this year. Um, it was earlier in the season, am I wrong? Wasn't it kind of earlier on? Um, uh, may sorry. I say that again? Uh, UCLA beat, or sorry, Gonzaga beating Alabama, wasn't it earlier in the season? Uh, yes, it was because Alabama in the fell out of like the top three and then they came all the way back. So, um, it was but... after I think Alabama had lost UConn early in the season, so it was a little bit later. I think it was right in December. Yeah, so this was before Alabama became really, really good, but still, point being, I think Gonzaga shows it real well. Uh, uh, and, and... I would like to talk more about this one okay, with the Gonzaga UCLA game. Uh, I got. I literally just have the one tagline: "Defense wins championships." Look at the opposing points per game versus UCLA versus Gonzaga. Gonzaga plays yep. in a not so wonderful mid-major conference. UCLA plays in the Pac-12. UCLA played better in their conference than Gonzaga did. And yeah, I know the versus top twenty-five is similar, but I'm gonna roll with UCLA here. I know this one was close, which is why I decided to put in some extra two cents about it. Uh, yeah. Um, my thing is that I'm not. Uh... Uh, I don't remember. When did McCronin take? Uh, How many college teams average 87.5 points per game? I'm not saying that Gonzaga's not, not good. Many. That's not like... No, their, Gonzaga their might... defense is bad, but their offense is number one. Yeah, I was about to say, their yeah. offense has to be number one in the nation with 87.5. That's got to get you to, to lead I mean, uh, uh, so No, because it killed honestly, the South Dakota State Jackrabbits last year. I learned from my mistakes. <laughs> but, like, I, I got to say, historically, though, like, great offenses and bad defenses usually take you pretty far, even into the semifinal. So I, I kind of do like Gonzaga winning this, just winning it by shootout. Cheers. But it will come back to haunt them very much later on here's what i'll say and this does contradict something i'm going to say in a little bit once game um but the reason i'm taking gonzaga here is only for the fact that they have drew timmy um who has been to i think How's that guy not graduated two, yet i know uh, right <laughs> uh he is either a junior or senior this year i believe it's um he's averaging over 20 points a game i forget exactly how much i think it's 20 or so and um, it would actually probably pull it up uh, right there for you, Nick, if you actually just go to the information for them. Um, it doesn't bring up uh, person. It doesn't. I'll go to the first one. It'll tell you. But anyways, um, not that important. But he, he has been to, I think, one, maybe two Final Fours. And I think he lost in the to, I think it was Houston, I want to say, or Arkansas. I forget which one. Um, but they have been there, you know, on pretty much all of them. They were there in 21, and then they were there in uh, 2017. So, yeah, he's only been to one Final Four, but still. I mean, he's been to a Final Four and a Elite Eight. And so, to me, I'm taking the veteran leader there. Um, this is a little bit older squad, um, and I don't believe – I believe UCLA has a squad. How did your three-point percentage go from 50 to 28, 28 to 9? <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine he shoots that many of them. I don't yeah, care. That's do still one, disgusting. But, but um, you probably shot like it, two. <laughs> is that yeah. percent of getting them in or percent yeah. of missing them? Uh, percent of uh, getting them in. Yeah, like he has a nine percent chance uh, of hitting a three. Anyway, that, nine, that's still not great. Even if he's only gone for like three, it's still pretty bad. It only yeah, gone for like uh, not his, three. His only gone for inside, ten. That's still really bad. Yeah, his I know, game isn't that, which is something that I said about Zach. But uh, I've seen it where he produces in the big game, so I'm going with Drew Timmy in this one. That's the only reason I'm picking Gonzaga. Well, that and Mark Few. I like Mark Few a little better than McCronin in this, but um, yeah. That's, that's fair. My opinion on that. All but fair. Otherwise, yeah. I, I will tell you this. It will sound funny when I'm <laughs> I, 
I firmly believe there's some hometown bias here from Yukon. Uh, people like you. Oh, no, there's a legit reason. Okay, there's a little bit for me. Legit reason. <laughs> we literally have someone wearing a Yukon jersey. That's all I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> Emma Walker, baby. Okay, but like, hey, hey. Speaking hey. It into existence, right, Andrew? I, I never said that I thought Yukon would make it to the finals. I That's would true. like them I'm to. I'm the only one. I, I think Elite Eight was probably the furthest they would go. Just because of the fact that they would either have to meet I up with Kansas and Gonzaga. No, no, we're keeping, we're keeping it. I could agree more. Now we're keeping it. But uh, with it being tied with everything, with everyone voting and everything, it was everyone voted for UConn. I didn't really think they would make it this far, in in my opinion. Just Fair know enough. that it's going to be very satisfying when we're correct by the end of this. I can't I'm just wait. Till I'm gonna, I'm going to be so right when they lose like Sweet 16 or something like that. And honestly, I should. I liked UConn when I was younger. In fact, when I would watch this tournament, I would root for UConn and Ohio State. But I don't care. And I, when I'm doing this, I'm doing it unbiasedly. So. I'm also doing it unbiasedly. I had Gonzaga losing to Marquette, and I had UConn or UCLA, and I had UConn in that game. So I picked the two. Uh, team that I went far had for going farther. It's not unbiased. Fair enough. I'm not a UConn fan, so... The team that'll actually win this tournament is Houston, and uh, I disagree with this. Uh, I, you said that every year for, like... I wholeheartedly I disagree, because I have... Years. I have... I also had <laughs> UCL... I sound like a Dallas Cowboys fan at this point. No, I, I have been choosing Houston to win for four years straight. And <laughs> yes. they're so close every year. And it's like, like they're not like close, close, but they're like always there. And like, But this is the best chance they've had in all of those years I've been choosing them. And if so if anything, I'm a Houston fan. So just so we're on the same page. And if they win then I deserve praise because I've been rooting for them for four years. We we will give uh -huh. you praise because it's already in your bracket as Houston, right? Yes, of course. Okay, then there you go. You sound like Bob when he was a Brown Faye, fan. Faye has ah. Marquette, so it I have UCLA beating Marquette, so I get it. Yeah. Uh, anyways, so we have UConn versus Houston. I, I mean, I think uh, Austin's specific point, so we'll talk quickly. Alabama over Tennessee. Um, if Alabama makes it this far, they're probably just going to push all the way to the end because they are that good of a team. I think that's a pretty straightforward point. Tennessee is also a good team and could win this game, but the likelihood is that the team that just has made it this far and is a stronger team will likely clean it up at the end to get to the final. So. Mm -hmm. um, um, this is actually a very good final four, and I'll tell you, <clears throat> uh, has the highest likelihood. And I'll give away for everybody here, not that we're at the end of this, Here's a secret for everybody wanting to make brackets for their pools. Whoever listens to this, I am. I don't want to give it away, but I mean, it's easy. You can. Yeah, pop. Um, every year, pretty much from 02 to 22. Um, oh wow, he's muted and he can't give away their secrets that we're using to do this. Uh, <laughs> Sorry guys, you have to you have to pay for our Patreon to get the secrets. There is yeah, there isn't yeah. a Patreon. There is no uh, Patreon. There is no Patreon. Four hundred dollars a month. Ahead. I just thought it'd be really funny. Uh, okay, you're not muted anymore. I just thought it'd be really funny. Uh, that would be awesome. Yeah. Um, but yes, you should subscribe to our Patreon that we don't have yet. Anyways, oh um, but this is a uh, little tidbit for everybody. Uh, from 02 to 23, there's very few. I think there's actually only been three or four um, teams that have won the title outside of the top five rankings on going into the tournament. So if you go back and look at every season, uh, the last rankings Ken Palm gives before the tournament, every single one comes from the top five, except for Syracuse in 03, uh, 
both of UConn's wins um, at 10 and um, 010 or uh, 2010 and 2014. And I think there may be one of them, but I don't. I, I forget. Then I win. This is easy. And then that's BPI well, rank, not Ken Palm. Right. Mm. Ken Palm has, but he's not wrong. Right now, for you, uh, it is a good chance to choose this. I don't have stats of how many. Most of them do come from the top three. Um, when it comes to champions, so Houston, UCLA, and Alabama are the ones in the top three, right? I already won. I already won. Okay. Oh, so you have a good chance. At it. <laughs> so the reason I'm saying this final four is good is because almost all of the, usually about three of them come from the top five as well. So we have four of the top five right now in our final four. So this should actually be a good bracket in the later stages. But I don't know about the upsets and stuff like that. We don't have many. Um, but right now the top five in 2023 are Houston 1, UCLA 2, Alabama 3, Connecticut 4, and Tennessee 5. We have four of the five, which is as best as we can do. The only one that's left off here is UCLA, number three, um, who has the best defense, by the way. So either way, they make it to the Elite 8, and Gonzaga's in the top 10. So if this is a year that does have a seed outside the top 10 or outside the top five win, I think Gonzaga's actually got the best chance of doing it. I don't love Purdue, and I don't love Kansas. They're both in the top 10. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's my take on that. Um, Texas is also in the top 10, so you guys can choose that. But that's some little tidbit for everybody. Three out of your final four will likely come from the and your champion will also likely come from the top five. So any of these teams right here, good shot at winning. I want to check who my, who my final four are just to make sure that I'm like... <laughs> uh, but yeah, Houston's going to win and I'm going to be right for the first time in four years even though every single year I've been like, you know, man, Houston's going to go far. It's their year. I've been saying it for years. Uh, Shit. I, don't need... I think they have one of the toughest routes, though, so that when, doesn't bode well. For when me. Houston lose, uh, loses to UCLA in the final four, we will have a conversation, Nick. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, look, I've been saying this ever since we were in Plymouth. So ever since we were in college, I've been rooting for Houston. It's been a known thing. I don't know why. I don't know why it started, but for some reason, they've been my oh, they have... um, Some people just like. Uh, oh, so I, I, have, change change I have some breaking chance. news, boys. Hold on. What, oh, what now? News. I got some breaking news. Wait, is it Patriots. football related? Is it, it is football related. Wait, is breaking. it good? It, it's about the Patriots, so I don't is know if you good? guys want to know. It's it, really good. It's something. Uh, Jabril Preppers is signing a contract with the Patriots. He's Big W. Deal. Big W. It's a two-year deal. <laughs> Yay, but I want a receiver. I want to hear about receivers. Am I going to have the same rant that I did a year ago, <laughs> Belichick, that we've let yeah. our weapon? Okay, I'm not going to get into this. Uh, Hold on, Steve. Hold it for the next five minutes. I'll just hold it for yeah, yeah. a bit. Uh, well, here's hold the thing. It it's bit. also day two for you. Anyways, I was not, I actually changed the score to 69 68 because I want to have an actual score on the off oh, chance. Okay. I'm not one that's fine. Another. That's fine. Then we end up getting it. But um, uh, we do have UConn winning. Uh, there's a little bit of bias in this pick, obviously, but at the same time. Only token, a little bit, but there is an actual reason. Yes, there is. Um, like an, They do have a chance to win. Uh, they are mm -hmm. really good, but I, I think the only thing that for you in your Houston pick is the how good is Marcus Astor going to be? Only for his health right now. Nick, I think he, he's going to be so good that he wins. I mean, that's uh, he could be. That. Right now, he has a groin injury. Uh, they have not yet said wh whether or not he will play in the first game or after that. Um, I, I believe the last update uh, I had Ken seen. Let's see. Yeah. yeah, go to Ken Palm. There you go. Let's, also, let, people, if you it. want to check another one, check T Rank. They're very close um, with all their stuff as well. T Rank is another. Okay, where's Duke? Duke's the worst one I have. 
Duke is... 25. 25. Okay, I have four. 21. I have three in the 21. top ten, and then Duke. So I'm good. I'm good. I got this. We're good. We're I've good. got three of the top five, and then Marquette. So I'm, I'm feeling good about it. Marquette's pretty close, but they're 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 uh, 15th or something like that. 12th. 12th? Okay. Yeah, so... Anyways, uh, it will be our group bracket. Uh, Faye has Marquette winning, which means she's probably going to be the best bracket somehow, one way or another. I don't know why it's happening. Oh, and by the way, for everybody listening to those things, most of them always come out of the top ten, just so we're saying. Yes. They very rarely do any of them come outside the top ten. It's just good teams or great teams like that are just mm -hmm. considered to win, obviously. Cinderella's go on runs every once in a while, like Loyola Chicago. Also, I looked at that back uh, when the Sister Jean. They were a lot higher than I realized they were ranked on Ken Pop, so... Uh, we will also, uh, when we're doing this, we're going to be doing weekly updates because there's going to be a yes. lot that happens between now and next week. We'll be checking in on these brackets and seeing what happened. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, it'll be a fun time. But for now, we're going to transition out of this over to uh, NFL free agency. Oh, let's do it. So it has do been a very, very big, uh, well, what? Two, two days, days or so. Do we want to cover the trades days. first? Um, I think yeah, we, I, I don't even know where to start. I'm not kidding. I want to do this in order because it literally feels like a lead up. Yeah. I'm gonna do go on. I'm on Rap Sheet's Twitter and I'm going in order uh, by date. <laughs> so we're just gonna go because we're some big ones. So for me, free agency started with the Patriots uh, trading uh, Johnu Smith uh, over to the Falcons for a seventh round pick. Um, that just that literally is kind of how it started. Other than Sam uh, Martin being uh, signed officially by the Bills for three more years. Uh, so that's great for him. But, yeah, my free agency started with the Patriots trading away uh, Johnny Smith to the Falcons. It was great. We got something for him because God knows he didn't do shit for us the last two years. So, uh, $11 million dollars in cap we saved, too. That is a good thing. Um, mm -hmm. Next, we'll talk about uh, the Chargers did not sign Donald Parham. We do not know where he is going yet, but we will be mm -hmm. keeping up with that. Uh, uh, there's other Chargers news, too. No, I'm going. Okay, over. keep going in order. Yes, because it's, there's kind of a story that ends up coming out here. For okay. instance, I just saw one that the Raiders showed interest in Jimmy G, to be found. Uh, <laughs> the uh, Okay, Patriots re-signed Jonathan Jones. So the Patriots made two of the first moves of free agency. have done one thing since, uh, and, and, they, and they brought back Israel Peppers, who was great this year. Two. Um, they signed an two. offensive tackle, too. Correct. They signed the offensive tackle. He was on it. We drafted the starter. him. And then he starter for uh, the Broncos for four yeah. years. So we drafted him, and then he was started at the Broncos. Now he's back to the Patriots. God knows we need offensive line help. That is a good start. Yep. Um, okay, sorry. Uh, we'll get there as well. Um, I'm try I'm picking through some of these uh, that are important and that are not important. Um, TJ Edwards did get signed by the Bears. Um, one of many moves by the Bears. The Ravens yep. officially let go of Calais Campbell, which is big sad because Calais Campbell has been a notable uh raven for quite a long time um, he was also a jag yes he was also jag well he signed with them for the 20 I believe the 2019 17. season okay the biggest right move now. of free agency so far oh. uh the uh broncos signed jared stidham to a two-year <laughs> contract uh he could put some pressure on uh russell wilson for sure uh, yeah, definitely put some pressure on him. Mm -hmm. um, the uh, former Giants O-line Nick Gates, who had a really good year last year, by the way, uh, mm -hmm. he broke his left fibula and tibula in the game in 2021, uh, and then it, he went to Washington this year, so that's good for him. Uh, Kyle loses out on one of few, which was going to be a recurrent story, uh, as we're going to see here. So, <laughs> uh, 
Cam we get Sutton, our picks. We get our good guys. Okay. Cam Sutton went to the Lions, which was great for Cam Sutton because mm -hmm. he started to fall off a bit on the uh, Broncos. Uh, and then officially the Raiders did sign Jimmy Garoppolo uh, to, was it a three-year deal? Um, it was a yeah. three-year deal. I think it's worth 60-something like, million. I think it was 66.1 million. Uh, but only like 30 or 40 of it was guaranteed, right? It wasn't yeah, a lot yeah. guaranteed. I the actual deal. I can't yeah, find exactly, but yeah. Sutton? Yeah, Cam Sutton. You mean Cam Dancer? Yeah. Nope, it says Cam Sutton. Cam Sutton is a corner. Okay. I was thinking you were meeting Cortland Sutton. I was like, I'm pretty sure he didn't no. move. And uh, No, Cortland Sutton's in trade talks. We're not going to talk about that yeah. yet. Huge veteran yeah. offer did happen. Uh, Jermaine Pratt did re-sign with the Bengals. Jermaine Pratt has been a notable veteran on the Bengals for quite a long time now. So very mm -hmm. well-deserved deal as he almost got cut a few years ago. This is where the news of the Jets getting Aaron Rodgers started, even though it's kind of been a known possibility. Uh now, the Von Bell went to the Panthers, one of multiple moves the Panthers made. This is a huge one because not only are the Bengals losing Von Bell, which they already mm -hmm. had a garbage secondary, and they lose both safeties, as we'll see. Yep. They, lose they actually a had a very solid secondary because of these Von safeties. Bell. Von Bell goes back to the Panthers, so he can absolutely ruin the life of the Saints, who almost ruined his career. So, so Why do they need another safety? Question mark? Like, real question. Why does the Panthers need another safety? Do they think Jeremy Chin... And uh, what's his... Well, Jeremy Chin plays safety? box safety. Von Bell doesn't necessarily. And the guy who plays opposite um, Jeremy Chin, I forget his name right now, plays a lot of overhang. So they can throw in that three safety look and let Jeremy Chin play the uh, box safety role. Okay. I, I like, they have enough versatility in those safeties to be able to do that. That's yes. not too bad. In my opinion, the first overpay for a good player but got paid great money, Tremaine Edmonds goes to the Bears uh, for $72 million. Let, let me explain to you the master class of what the Bears did here, by the way, right? Mm -hmm. So the Bears traded away Roquan Smith to the – where did he end up going? The Ravens? Ravens. Yeah, the Ravens. Ravens. I think they picked up a second-round pick and then added TJ Edwards and Terrell Edmonds for mm -hmm. just about what they would have had to sign Roquan Smith for. Two linebackers yep. plus a second-round pick is better than one linebacker. I know that Roquan Smith also, is amazing, but also Tremaine Edmonds is great. Also, let's, not to forget the top ten pick they still have and the yeah the haul that they, they got from the year. yeah the haul that they got let's, from the Panthers. Let's back it up though too from when the Bears traded away Khalil Mack at the start of free agency last year. That mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like they, got a they just changed pick. the whole entire like scenery around. Listen for that defense and then it was Roquan Smith at the end of uh trade deadline for this past season and now all of a sudden we're getting all this overload picks for them listen, and they open up a ton of cap space to do this listen if the yes. Bears are even remotely good next year Ryan Poles is automatically vaulted into my top 10 GM list an undrafted free agent we're not done with the Bears we're not done uh, with the Bears because I literally yeah. have one the Bears. Uh, uh, so I have one that uh, was a, it's going to come up here soon. Uh, Jesse Bates, what the yeah. other, the other uh, safety Crazy. for the Bengals, ended up going to the Falcons. Uh, the NFC South said, fudge this. I'm sick of sucking. <laughs> so we're going to actually get players. Yeah, but they all still suck. Year. Yeah, the, the, the Falcons just overpay, are paying way too much for a safety, basically just to maybe get an extra win. I mean, I, don't think, I think Jesse Bates. No, 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 no. They did not overpay. That's not no overpay. Not for Jesse Bates. Jesse Bates, Jesse Bates was deserved this money last year. 
but they decided to franchise tag him the Bengals, and they could have offered him the money, but they decided not to because they're That's relying more on their offense right now, which Jam- is stupid Jamal- for them. But, but the Falcons only had A.J. Terrell holding that secondary together with Casey Hayward, who was like on and off again like here and there for the Falcons. Jamal Adams is overpaid. Jesse Bates is not. Yes, Jesse Bates is right around where he should be in the market, um, especially with how he's played recently. Uh, another corner slash safety. I use a corner now. Patrick Peterson did sign with the Steelers. That's just a veteran signing, so that's what we love to see. We love Pat B. I mean, Patrick Peterson showed flashes last year. I mean, also picked, like, two great picks against Josh Allen when the Vikings were able to beat them. So, yeah, Patrick Peterson's He's, he's, he's pretty solid, especially for the Steelers, who have a very good defense. Solid The Giants make their first move of free agency, a very quiet one, because I don't think I've ever heard of this guy before. Uh, Rakeem nunez uh signed with the uh, – he's the defensive tackle. That's one heck of a name. <laughs> yeah, he's, a so, he's a solid def rotational D-tackle. Like, he's, he's good mm-hmm. def. Well, I'm the Giants, then he might start. So. <laughs> They have a good interior defensive line. What? They, they yeah. haven't had a great interior defensive line since the guy. I said good. I said good. Uh, I said good. Anyways, um, the Bucks re-signed Jamal Dean. Fantastic for him. Well, awful for him, but fantastic. Fifty-two million. Uh, yeah, got a bag. Surprising with how far in the cap, how far deep in the cap they are, but. Yeah. The Raiders took away one of the big pieces of that Eagles defense of Marcus Epps, a dude who's very yeah. underrated on that team and ran around the field like crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is now over. He, I think he led them in uh, tackles of the back. Uh, the back. Um, he, he led them in most snaps played by a defensive player for the Eagles and uh, tackles. Yep. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Damn. So that's a big one. Um, I'm still I'm kind of skipping through. Of course, we talked about Jimmy G already. Uh, some more information about Aaron Rodgers, which is going to get even more spicy as we get uh, into. So, by the way, we are still not at today. I think that's important to note. All of this stuff was just yesterday. This is like one so, o'clock yesterday. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, it's like yeah. I was firing off some messages to the group chat. Like, yeah, dude. I am, I am skipping some of them. Uh, the Vikings did sign Marcus Davenport late last night. That's a big uh, good one. Good for the vet. Good for the vet. Love that for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're Eric Kendricks. Close. Eric Kendricks was the la- was one of the last two signings of the oh, day. Are we missing with the Chargers? We're missing. We're missing uh, the Jawan Taylor signing for the Chiefs too. Somewhere. Yeah. In there. Somewhere. Oh in yeah. There. Chris Lindstrom. No, a I don't think. I think Schefter broke that one. I don't think Rappaport did. I usually yep. retweet though. Anyways, uh, okay, fair enough. Uh, Taylor Heineke, of course, the, the Go. GOAT quarterback for the uh, Commanders last year, was the, uh, the second best, maybe third best quarterback in the division last year. Uh, Stop it. You did not Atlanta. just say second best. Oh, my. Yeah, he was playing. He was, he was, he was, he was better than DJ. As, yeah, he was not, I'm not, he's not talking as, about DJ. I'm talking about Dak. I thought he was about to say I thought he was about to say Cooper Rush. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I I am back here. Eric Hendricks did sign uh this morning with the Chargers, which is huge for them. because uh, now you're gonna have Eric Hendricks and uh Khalil Mack there, which is uh kinda disgusting. Uh, and Joey Bosa. Yeah, yep. and Joey Bosa. So um yeah, uh, Devin McCourty had a sign about him today, of course, saying that he loves New England, uh, mm-hmm. which we're going to talk about in this breaking news that uh, Kyle brought to us earlier about why it's so important now mm-hmm. Devin McCourty's gone. Would uh, you brilliant. 
Shaq yep. Mason gets traded again, this time to the Texans, so he's yep. going to worse and worse teams. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jason yep. Kelsey is officially returning to the Eagles for one season, getting paid $14.25 million. Yeah, wow. too bad their defense got destroyed. For... Yeah. Yeah. If, no, I got to say, one... for both the Eagles and the Bengals, this, this was rough for the, both their defenses, for sure. Yes. Well, that's yeah. what happens um, when teams get picked, because they go mm -hmm. the players get paid. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. the, this next move hurts a bit. Oh man, Jacoby yeah. Myers officially goes to the Raiders. I, I unfortunately think that Jacoby Myers' career is on a downturn, not because of him, but I do genuinely think that he was better last year than he's ever been because he was the most utilized he's ever been. And you yep. have Devonte Adams in that offense and uh, Hunter and, Renfro and Hunter Renfro, and I really like Devonte Adams. I can't tell you a year that Devonte Adams didn't have all the production in Green Bay. And it's not with the exception of his going. rookie year. Uh, yes, uh, and I'm not fully blaming that on him necessarily, but um, right now we don't know who their quarterback is either. Jimmy G. Oh, yeah. It's Jimmy G. Well, 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 where, where well, are they picking? Was, where are they picking in the draft? They had the ninth pick. They signed Jimmy oh. G. The, no, they if don't. they dress, not the ninth, oh. the seventh. Sorry. Seventh. Yeah. Yeah. So no. Oh. They'll pick the. It's going to be Jimmy G starting for the um, Raiders come the start Jimmy of the season. Jimmy G to not start him. Yeah, yeah. it is. I was going to say you don't. You'll draft if you draft a quarterback. It's a draft and sit. It's not good for Jimmy yeah. G. He unfortunately goes down, in my opinion, in wide receiver strength and running back strength from where he was just this past year. I don't yeah. know about and that. I I I would take Debo and Ayuk and George Kittle. Okay, George Kittle makes well because now that Waller's gone, yeah, Waller, I agree. No, no, now that Waller's gone, I agree with you. We yeah, we haven't. We haven't reached that, that point either. either. Yes. Okay, yeah. I, I would still take I would still take Ayuk and Debo over Devonte Adams and whoever either Joe Hunter Renfro. And Hunter Renfro. I, I would yeah, take I, I have Renfro. to say. And Debo I think it's close. I think it's close. Like, Kittle makes that a little bit more disparaging, where I'm like, yeah, but that's close. I, I think, though, like, when Foster Moreau was there on the Raiders and they didn't have Waller, Foster Moreau stepped up for a while and he played pretty well. I think, honestly, the Raiders are probably going to have to resign him to a small contract deal, unless they're going to use that seventh pick to pick the best tight end in the draft right now to fill in that gap and draft nah, someone later that. on. That I don't think they would. Yeah. Really? Uh, when I'm just so confused. No, I'm talking that... about the Georgia tight end. Oh, he's not. Oh, Darnell Washington is not the, the consensus number one. No, the, the consensus number one is the guy from Notre Dame. Michael Mayer. Uh, there's not a consensus oh, number Mayer. one. There's like four guys in the top four tight yeah. ends that people are swapping around, including Luke Musgrave, wanna, um, Dalton wanna, Kincaid. But if you want a guy like Darren Waller again, like that filled that hole, it's mm -hmm. got to be. If my opinion, that's the Georgia tight end right now. I mean, um, realistically, he doesn't. Was hurt last year too. I mean, they didn't. He wasn't really used that much yeah, last year. Granted, the right, Raiders were a joke, but well, then again, the Raiders' whole entire team was never like fully together. Like that yeah. whole entire starting lineup that was supposedly going to be the best Raiders offense was never fully together. Like, yeah, uh, I mean, Jacobs went out with an injury. Adams went down with an injury. Carr was in and out. Uh, Waller was out for a while. It was it wasn't pretty for the Raiders. I mean, no. you got to um, get them in a situation where they could survive. Also, I, I take mean, I, McCaffrey over Josh Jacobs, which was the other point I made. That's yes. fair. Okay, that's fair. The one thing I got to say with with losing Jacoby Myers, one, I actually think basically with 
you're looking at this offense, I mean, Devontae Adams is going to pull either your, their number one corner or some sort of double coverage. Then you're going to have Hunter Renfro in the slot and Jacoby Myers kind of running very similar routes. Realistically, either one of them are going to have, at some point, a linebacker on them to handle them in coverage. So I actually think that it's – we're not going to – either Jacoby Myers is going to have maybe a couple catches or he's going to go off for 100-plus yards. I think it's going to be very hot and cold with him. But the fact that – What he's been for – The I fact that – he was. But the fact that, that they kept him for only, only they they signed him for only eleven million dollars a year. I mean, we left we could realistically it was just oh, we just traded away John New Smith to save cap money, so now we can just sign Jacoby Myers. We could have signed him. So. I don't think so. I for once genuinely believe the Patriots have some big moves in their head and I do I, genuinely think they're, there's they're a good testing the waters. I think that DeAndre Hopkins might be on the Patriots if it's not someone from Denver, whether it's Cortland Sutton. I, I kind of prefer I Judy. Be, I think it's Judy. Um, I just don't think Hopkins is going to come to the Patriots after his beef that he had with O'Brien at the end of his term. There's I a lot of. Think, I just think there's going to be some disputes between them on the offense. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to cost them. Older. That's, I, that's a garbage. I think that. Saying that though, just uh, I don't think he has a no trade clause. I think the yeah, so does he does not have one. But. It, so it doesn't really either, matter. What well, it was waived. It was waived because when he was suspended, he did have it in the oh, beginning. Okay. But when he was suspended, it waived that clause out of his contract because of him violating the his contract. I will also say, talking about the D Hop stuff, I don't think that gets pulled through. I think it's Sutton or Judy. But with the D Hop stuff, to, you have to go young. You have to go young to be able to build Judy. this offense would, together. With the I mean, D Hop stuff, I mean, uh, what the pe- go oh, ahead, sorry, Steve. TikTok, let's now let's take. He's trying to talk. Hey, you can finish. So, yeah, I understand your point with Bill O'Brien, but Bill O'Brien's not the head coach of the GM of the New England Patriots. Bill Belichick is, and there's a lot of respect between Bill Belichick and DeAndre Hopkins. As a matter of fact, Mm -hmm. DeAndre Hopkins has openly admitted how much he admires and loves Bill Belichick. So I can give a rat's ass about Bill O'Brien being the OC. It's more about Bill Belichick and the relationship he has with DeAndre Hopkins. But Jerry Judy might be better just for... I also, uh, I prefer Jerry Judy in any of those situations. I I I mean, I 100% do. I mean, honestly, what I, I mean, a dream scenario, I honestly personally think it's that we send them, that we give like a second round pick for Hopkins, and then we send a fourth and then a third in 2024 for uh, Judy. We just hand them like a lower pick now and then a higher pick the following year, and we just pick both of them up. Because we be have the cool. cap space for both. I if yeah. the Broncos don't move off Judy during the free agency market before the draft, and there's no other teams interested as of a high priority, and the Patriots are waiting until draft day. I think the Patriots could pull something off at draft day so we don't have to give up our first, because I guarantee the Broncos are asking for a high price right now for Judy, Mm -hmm. and it's looking like potentially our first-round pick could be for that option. For Jerry Judy? Yeah, the Broncos want a first. The Broncos want a first. That's, they can have next that's what I'm saying. They can have next that's what I'm saying, and that's why I'm, thinking, oh, that's why I'm thinking he'll be a draft day trade, mm-hmm. more or less, and it'll be something the Patriots would have to decide looking into the draft fully. It's just that, do we have the spot where we are in the draft that we want to draft someone now and then trade away something later into the picks, into the draft, to get Wait, someone like Judy? Yeah, I can't agree Imagine more, Andrew. That's, that's the, absolutely the Patriots, on par. That's the on par. Patriots can't get who they want. They, they they trade back to like pick 22, 23. 
Then they utilize that 22-23 pick. They probably get a second or a third because you're in the first to move back. And then you trade that that 22nd overall for Jerry Judy. I would take that. And uh, the Patriots aren't there. trading down. They've never traded down in the top 15. They never will. Yep. Not in the top 15, yeah. We'll see. What I would, what the Patriots, I think, should do, uh, hear me out. Okay, we can't take this too much because we have other stuff. Yeah. We got a lot so of quick stuff. One. This year's yeah. third and then next year's first, and they give a sudden and Jerry Judy. Okay. We'll give him a pick this year. Next year, we just take both of them. I don't want that. Or Tim Patrick. Uh, okay. The Who's Cowboys. Up? The Cowboys agreed to turn into Donovan Wilson. Uh, mm-hmm. That's pretty good for them. Um, he's a good safety. This is where the Alan Lazard rumors started happening. Also, Which is true. fun fact: uh, Aaron Rodgers will be showing up on the Pat McAfee show tomorrow at noon Eastern time or one Eastern time. Well, I think it's one. One Eastern it's time. Aaron Rodgers will be talking to them. As we know, Aaron Rodgers, he's absolutely blowing this up and will not say anything tomorrow. But yeah, <laughs> he's, he's wasting everybody's time, and I don't care. If the Jets get him, they're not going to the Super Bowl with Rodgers. I mean, Pat gets a lot out of I, I really, um, really hope the Jets have just blown up their entire roster to not get Aaron Rodgers. I'm not going to lie. Even if they Rogers, had Aaron Rodgers, look, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers is as good as people the, think he is. He Aaron, did nothing last okay, year, okay, and then he was on, an MVP. Hold on, hold on, and barely Steve, made it Steve, to Steve, oh, Steve, hold on. I want Colin Coward brought up an excellent point that I want mm-hmm. to reiterate here. Yep. Aaron Rodgers is a cancer in the locker room. Yes. Aaron Rodgers is a up, fucking diva. He he brings up a lot of this drama. It's me, 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 and I'm going to play you until I get what you want me to do. One of the things that Colin Coward said that was is so far is actually happening. I will give him credit for this because he doesn't usually report stuff. He usually just gives his opinion. But he did say one of the things that um, Aaron Rodgers was saying to the Jets was he gave them a list of players that he wants the Jets to go out and get before he gave the decision. <laughs> one of those players that he wants the Jets to go get is Alan Lazard. Now, well, that, yes, that's I'm not saying I'm not saying that it's me. I have the entire Rodgers list memorized. Agree with it. There is there is a list. Only one of them, another one it's, was Mercedes Lewis. It's Odell, one, Randall Odell, Cobb, yeah. Mercedes Lewis, yeah. and Alan Lazard. Yes. yes. Blow up your receiving core. Blow up your receiving core with two young, good receivers, and get me my guys. Yeah. No, I agree that it's outrageous, but that is something that Aaron Rodgers does. Aaron Rodgers is outrageous. He literally goes through and does whatever he wants. Look at what he did just a couple summers ago when he wanted a contract extension. He literally refused to do anything until he got what he wanted. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, what do the Packers do with Aaron Rodgers? That's not Nothing. a normal thing. That is hey. not a normal yes, thing. Yes, teams do that. There's holdouts all the time in all of them. Yes, sure. Maybe holdouts, on Bell. But, not, but holdouts don't involve non doing absolutely nothing and I shunning away from society. I don't. Um, th- I don't think that's also, what the Jets normal. will not get rid of Garrett Wilson. Uh, no, I know they won't. It's ridiculous. No, I know, but like they have the pieces on offense for. now. Why do you mm-hmm. need them to go get three wide receivers and a tight end? Honestly, well, here's the thing: is, I don't need him, but get Odell because. But what people great. forget about Aaron Rodgers is that he does not like to throw to young receivers. Last year with Christian Watson, the only throws Watson really had were just long bombs for touchdowns over 50-50 balls. The thing is, Aaron Rodgers doesn't like to throw to young quarterback. He likes to feel comfortable, but when he tries to feel comfortable, it amounts to nothing. Look at last year. He wanted to keep Alan Lazar. He wanted Randall Cobb on the team. Like, oh, these guys I can trust. And what did they do? They went 8-9 and nine and missed the playoffs. So the fact that he thinks he can just go with these young guys and win, no, he's a selfish asshole. I'm sorry, Stream. 
but he's just going to be nothing but noise for the Jets, and I guarantee you any smart team's going to take advantage of that, and he's going to do the same thing he does every year is when he struggles because he's very much overrated nowadays, that he's going to do his same thing of complaining and bitching and then becoming a huge deal. And I'm sure Green Bay's front office is sick of him at this point. And the Jets fans are going to get sick of him because he won't shut up. Like, Aaron Rodgers is so not as relevant as he really should be because he doesn't perform that. He's an MVP, but that's it. You're not going to win Super Bowls. You're going to be disappointing in the playoffs. I just, I'm sick of this Aaron Rodgers okay. shit. Okay. He should not have been an MVP last year. Okay. Mr. He should not have. On that note. Yes, Mr. Just pointed out as of one minute ago. Uh, we're going to talk about officially got one of his wish lists here. Uh, officially, uh, Al Lazard is signed with the Jets for four years. Oh, yes. Freaking news. Now, on that note, we were on a good pace. Nick, let's get back to uh, Ian Rappaport's Twitter and get me more free agency signings. Oh, yeah. Shefty just reported me something. Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, Michael Thomas is officially re-signing uh, with the uh, with a one-year deal with the Saints. Yep. So that's cool. He restructured. It's a cap. It was a it was a restructured salary yeah, cut. Yeah. Awesome for him. Yeah. Uh, um, there's a few center deals here that aren't really big news. We don't need to talk about. Andy Dalton to the Panthers. Andy Dalton to the Panthers. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, but that's fine. Andy Dalton did go to the Panthers. Um, I don't know what the hell that means. They're still better fucking, like, why'd they go to number one overall? Because they're drafting quarterbacks. Uh, they probably need Andy Dalton to be a mentor backup quarterback. They did That's lose a very... They lost Sam Darnold to the 49ers, backup. so they don't have a veteran on the... Lost Sam Darnold. That's like losing a bag of trash. I don't know He's been in the league, is what I mean. Like, <laughs> they lost Sam Do- They lost the backup quarterback. So, and if Andy, no, the he's problem you, is... This is how you're not supposed to play. Exactly. The problem is, the the... Panthers right now for a quarterback situation is is that they're bringing in someone brand freaking new. They have Matt Corral, they have PJ Walker, and now they Matt have Corral Andy Dalton. Matt Corral might get traded. They also well, don't have I'm any hearing, receivers. I'm hearing he might get waived at the beginning of the season, and then somebody picks him up. I think that's what it is. Um, officially, the Giants did trade for Darren Waller. Mm-hmm. Now that's where all good tight ends go to die. So here that's a fact. Waller. Uh, That's a fair it's, statement. Actually, <laughs> he is, is pretty old. Did you say he's mid, Steve? He's uh, not Darren mid. Waller. The last two years has oh, been mid. The last <laughs> two years has been older. mid and injured. Are, oh. The Eagles did actually make a positive move uh, for Rashad Penny, which is great. Um, I'll be honest. There's in my head, if Rashad Penny's healthy, he may or may not be better than Miles Sanders. So I think uh, anybody could run behind that Eagles offensive line. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, yes, they make Kenny Gainwell look real good. That's true. Now we're getting to more recent news. Stefan Gilmore did officially get uh, traded to the Cowboys. Yep. Which is oh weird. fuck, I missed that. Yeah, he, uh, like, they uh, moved Gilmore to the Cowboys. Many times mm. they need another person to throw interceptions too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, oh, it doesn't matter because it's like Jack Prescott. Yeah, they moved. Yeah, they got Stefan Gilmore for a fifth. In all fairness, that was after signing him to like a three-year deal. It's an old Stephon Gilmore hasn't done shit since he was on Patriots. That's so. fair. Also, That's fair. Like, it's but, so, also, so, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Can I just yeah. say why I think the Cowboys did it? Mm. They have a bunch of young corners on that team. Trayvon Diggs is the only person that's been kind of leading that defense, really. You got he Kirby Joseph. You have uh, what, Donovan Wilson, uh, Kelvin Johnson, Joseph on that roster. They need, it. they need someone in a veteran's presence on that roster to kind of help lead them. Um, this has been after since they lost Byron Jones to the Dolphins in that free agency move that he made. 
Um, and I really think that's why they brought in Gilmore is to add that defensive player of the year presence, bring a veteran in, someone to lead these young guys to the next level, to the next step in their career. Fair point. Uh, and speaking of veterans, guys, uh, Matt Ryan is officially being cut uh, by the Colts. He is cut. He will He's still be, cut. He is still going to be owed $12 million this year, uh, regardless mm -hmm. of being cut. Uh, the Cowboys 66 to zero later. Yeah, uh, the Cowboys did resign Leighton Vander Esch, which was awesome for them. He's a very good linebacker. Not for that yeah, much, yeah. like six mil a year or five and a half mil a year. Oh, yeah, that's really good. Which is pretty good. Um, I'm getting very close to the end here. Um, James Bradbury resigned with the Eagles for uh, two, three years, 38 million, uh, 20 million fully yes. in guarantees. Yes. Uh, the, and six million in sentence. A total uh, package of 44. Panthers are hosting Adam Thielen to visit tomorrow. So okay. Much, but they are hosting him. And, of course, as I did report, uh, the, the Jets team. are expected to sign Alan Lazard uh, to a four-year deal. Yep. So, uh, um, I don't think we talked about Brand the Aaron Waller trade enough, to be honest. Hold on, oh, Kyle. Oh, I want to just confirm there was two new things that just came in from Adam Schefter. Uh, former 49ers free agent uh, Samson and Bukum, uh, Greece reached an agreement on a three-year, $27 million max deal with the Indianapolis Colts. Um, that mm -hmm. includes over $11 million in the first year. And then um, Raiders are signing back fullback Jakob Johnson on a one-year deal. Okay. So completely the oh. Raiders are now uh, Patriots 2.0. Uh, yeah, because they should have a fullback now too. So we missed three uh, big moves that I... Yeah, I, I was going to start going down Adam Scheffner's thing real quick. And I've, there's only three ones that we really missed if you want me to well, get... I haven't pulled Jabril up. Peppers. Jabril Peppers, of course, that's yep. a big one. Uh, he yep. did have a two-year deal, which is amazing. Again, we need a, we need a veteran presence now. Devin McCourty's gone. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty great. Uh, yeah, go ahead, James. Yeah, so first and foremost, all of these involved the Denver Broncos, actually. So Mike McGlinchey moved from the 49ers to the Broncos on a five-year, $87.5 million deal. Uh, yep. form, former Broncos defensive lineman Draymond Jones moved from the Broncos to the Seahawks on a three-year, $51 million deal. And then Zach Allen, former defensive lineman of the Cardinals, moved to the Broncos on a three forty-six, three-year, forty-six million dollar deal. And mm -hmm. then there's a bunch of guys that haven't been signed yet who are big. We should probably run down those names. Um, I don't have them. Yeah. I have them. I have them right here. Okay, go ahead. So right, first and foremost, Lamar on the non-exclusive tag hasn't been moved. Probably won't be. You have Orlando oh, Brown. Tweet, by the way. What? Do you see Lamar's tweet? Lamar tweeted officially that. He was offered a $133 million three-year contract, fully guaranteed, and he declined it. Yeah, he wants five yeah. He wants five years, $200 million or something. Yeah, 230 mil. I did guaranteed. see that. Um, Orlando yeah. Brown has yet to be signed, the left tackle from the Kansas City Chiefs last year. They plan to replace Let's him go. with Jawan Taylor. Uh, Jordan Boyer, uh, yeah. the former Bills safety, has yet to be signed. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Mm -hmm. Caleb McGarry, uh, the offensive tackle from the Falcons last year. Levante David is a free agent. Mm -hmm. And Jadavian Clowney is a free agent. Rocky Sin, Dalton Schultz, Byron Murphy. Uh, those are the big names. Will Hernandez. Dalton yeah. Schultz is surprising because he's a he's a he's good tight end. He's been hurt. It was is, a known is, thing that he was going to be a. Uh, was Miles, Sorry, go ahead. Was Kiseki put on the franchise tag? Uh, I am not. I'm not seeing him so. here. Some other big names include Dal uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, DJ Chark, Miles Sanders, Unique Ngakwe. Will Sander. There's still a lot of talent left on the There's board for free. Odell yeah, Beckham Jr. 
Uh, Austin Eckler asked for a trade or asked to speak mm -hmm. to other teams, so that's another big one. That's a big, big one. You know, a top three fantasy uh, running back every year. So that's a fact. Oh my God! You put up, if if like the Bills pick him up, that's gonna be pretty good. Hopefully. There, are, there is a lot. I mean, Ir Irv Smith Jr. is still out there for t uh, tight end needy teams. So yeah, oh, there uh, is Derrick Henry still getting shot too. There is a lot of talent left on the board. I did just want to talk about that Darren Waller trade brief. Yes, we can do that. that. Sorry, we yeah. had to get through the free agency it's, stuff first. No, I know there was a lot to go through, but I do think that was actually a, l a little bit better than you guys were saying it is. Because the Giants <laughs> didn't have to give up anything really to give it to get him. I and they can cut him for nothing. Well, exactly. Like we also, he's also um, the salary that we're getting it for isn't even fully guaranteed. Mm. So, yeah, I feel like big. it's. I feel like it's a win-win for the Giants. Essentially, it gives. Essentially, it also gives Daniel Bellinger someone to learn from as well. If realistically, if anything, um, like I know he's super injury-prone, so I don't think he's really going to be our predominant tight end. If anything, mm -hmm. I genuinely think it's going to be Daniel Bellinger. Um, I think he's mo more going to be a mentor and just someone that Daniel Jones can say he, he can talk to Daniel Jones and be like, listen focus a little bit more when you're throwing the ball here's like he can also be kind of a mentor of daniel jones because daniel waller also worked with Derek Carr for basically his entire career so we could also be with daniel jones and be like listen this is what i can help you with blocking i can help you with this is what you need to look for when a rush is coming stuff like that like i think this darren waller trade is really beneficial not just because we're going to use him as a genuine like pass catching tight end because I don't think that's what Darren Waller will be anymore no um, I think he, I think he's kind of past that in his career I think this is more of a full mentorship role and Kyle. I mean he's going yes. to like his eighth third or where are you no, say he says like sixth season or something or seventh season here's the issue with Darren Waller mm -hmm. he was such a good player for like two or three years two years he the reason he fell off so if you know anything about Darren Waller Darren Waller came from a really hard route to get to football in general mm -hmm. yep. nonetheless to the college like to make it to college football and play and play successfully but also then to make it to the NFL he had a really hard route and if you listen to his story that he actually done ESPN early on last year um, he is not a very good teammate not as a person but as a mentor, he has worked so hard himself that his ability to make others better has not been there. And that's not his fault. It's been in his, his environment's fault. So it's going to take a lot for him to change from a guy who is all about trying to perfect his craft to have a chance in life to be someone who's going to be able to successfully help others and like become better. That's yes. my issue. But here's the thing. He's already done all of that. He, he's already have had the chance to prove himself, and he has proven himself. But he then came, he fell off, and now he has to prove himself again. Well, he, he, proved, mm -hmm. he fell off because of injury. It wasn't really – he fell and off – And partly just, Devontae Adams. Yeah, but it's mostly injury. Like, he mostly got hurt injury. last year. I, I, feel like, I feel like it's 75% injury that he fell off again. And that's there's nothing – like, sometimes injuries just happen – there's nothing you can do about it. So, like, I don't think he necessarily has to prove himself again. I think he has done that. I think he can prove it to himself that he can be actually the mentor. Is I, I think I, that's what he needs to do. I don't think he needs uh, to prove. Yeah, I what? just think he needs to. He doesn't have to prove his ability. What he has to prove is that he's able to get back to that. That's yes. what he has to prove. Yeah, yeah. So it's less right. of him proving that he can be a great receiver. 
for tight end. Mm -hmm. It's just that he has to prove he can get healthy, stay healthy, and be that guy again. That's the last year he was not, and and that's the scary part. Last two years he's not. I think he's only averaged like eight games a season the last. Which again, if he can't get to his old self, if he can't be that mentor, Giants gave up practically nothing to do it, and we can cut him for full. So it's Mm -hmm. not like. Either way, he can be a mentor. Like, he'll be a mentor no matter what because he is good. He The route he took to get there, he should be able to, like, uh, if he can be a leader, I don't know if he can or not. We'll see with your guys if he can help them get a little better. I don't know if they're not saying they're going to turn into stars like him, but if he can help them just be better at whatever little areas, he should be able to do that no matter Like, any guy that's a veteran on that team should do that. But if he can't, then, yeah. Yeah, I'll give it to you. He had two years where he played all 16 games and had just over 1,100 yards in both seasons. Um, TDs, and it doesn't really matter. He had three one year, nine the other. Uh, the last two years, he has played 11 and nine games respectively. He went from 55 receptions to 28 receptions. He had 107 in 2020. And then from 665 yards to 388. He's just come down, and I think that his, like, that combined with the issues with Derek Carr and all that stuff has just added on to it. So I think it could be really good. Who knows? Like, he could be really good there. Um, right now, it just it, I don't. I, I saw him last year, and he did not look like himself, regardless of injury or not, in 19. No, but keep in mind that Saquon also didn't look like himself last year either, and he had an amazing bounce back year. So it could also be that Darren Waller is now going to... Different. What? Saquon was in his. This is that was. This was year four. This past year was year four for Saquon, right? Or yeah. Three. Yeah. Uh, th- this is year eight for Darren Waller. Yes, but it still He's was a bounce back. He's getting ready to retire soon. It still was a bounce back year for Saquon, coming off of a very rough injury-prone year, or very rough. Saquon even said it himself that he was down bad and very down, like mentally and stuff. So he had a bounce back year, physically, mentally, all of that, and that also. And he also gave credit to. Uh, day ball as well. He was like, I came back to a very good system. So I think Darren Waller coming here, I think, I, I generally don't see any downside for the Giants except losing a third round pick. I had that's a the only, that's for the, the most part. That's the only downside. To, like, we're getting a veteran tight end who may be back to his, at, at upside, can be back to his old self. In downside, we give up a third round pick and we have someone who can be a mentor in the in the locker room. Like, I just don't see any negative impact except losing a third round pick i don't think it's i don't think outside like you don't need him to be the Darren wall he was two years ago Correct. what you need is a guy that can get separation when he's out there and be reliable for dj because what yes. all they want to do is see okay here we're giving you i mean they just signed him to a bunch of years which i it should have been a one year deal whatever that's beside the point um, this is still going to be a big make-it-or-break-it year for him, even though he has the contract, only for the fact that, okay, you saw, showed us progress last year. If we give you a reliable tight end in this guy, even if he's only here for eight games, if he shows up enough to be reliable in those games and then helps the other guys be more reliable and we get you some other weapons, you better show us that you can keep progressing in day four. I agree. Um, Correct. That's really all you need. I think Correct. he needs to be that because who the hell else is Daniel Jones throwing to? Well, I think they still what, need to do things. Well, like they released their best receiver, so. No, we didn't. Oh, listen, Kenny Galladay is not the best. <laughs> Did they get Darius Slayton back or no? We got no. Um, Sterling Shepard back. Sterling Shepard. Yeah, Shepard. We got oh, Sterling that's Shepard, great. Always great. Person. Sterling Shepard is a good wide receiver when he is not hurt. Unfortunately, he has not been hurt in a very long, long time. time. So, LOL, they're, they're, they're bringing in Juju. Be, there are going to be moves that 
is that official or are you just saying that? I'm just saying uh, I was, oh my gosh. me a heart attack, Andrew. Um, I do <laughs> think there are the more TikTok moves. Boy. I do think there are more moves that are coming, Nick. So I don't think Darren Waller is going to be the number one. So it's still I don't early. Even, it's very early. I still think there are. Well, you I, also have the draft. You also have the draft. Like, you have a lot of opportunities in the draft this year. Yeah. Uh, I, you still, the two best receivers that they said so far was Alan Lazard and Jacoby Myers in this year's draft. In this year's free agency market, yeah, was probably. I know the, the Giants are still. The Giants are still very heavily looking on Odell, which I wouldn't be. If they can get him to. back, that'll be big. I yeah, don't like see it. Odell going there, and I, I, it's, I'm not kidding. Which is fine. It's, I think it it's is not because, because of, of Nable. It's because of DJ. I do think it's because <laughs> of DJ. He wants to be fun. with a guy who's a guarantee. And the thing is, though, not. Odell has a lot of close friends on the team, and I think they're all convincing him to come back. So I do see. Please come back. You have nobody it's, throwing it's, to you, but still, it's the no situation. Hate on Daniel Jones for literally mm. no reason. No, no, I'm not gonna hate on any reason, Jones. Kyle. It's, it's, oh. it's a situation where though mm. is that you all. It's Odell though too. Is like, guys actually want to take a risk at him coming back, being so injury prone after coming off of what a back to back ACL injuries, um, tearing them on both legs and just being able to come back and be able to perform the same way he did and taking a full season off, is he going to be the same way? It's like looking at the when Deshaun Watson left for his time off for to take a break from playing football. He had that huge year gap, comes back, and he, he doesn't look the same. I mean, like, that's what I'm saying. Also, also Odell is looking I, for 15 to $20 well, million. Saying, dollars. That's what I'm saying, though. It's just like performance-wise, the players are just like, do you perform the same way after playing, not no, playing like, for a year? Odell's not going to come into week one, week three, like week one through five and be the Odell at pass. It'll take time. I, I mean, but... he, did, he did not play for a while and then played in the Super Bowl and was Super Bowl MVP in the first half of that game. So yes. Yeah, until like very much so. He had two touchdowns and like 111 yards. The dude literally was like already Super Bowl MVP. Anyway, we talked to film, Andrew. Like his he film looks, looks really good. Incredible. Uh, I know. The problem is, I think that there are probably 10 other teams that he would go to before the Giants because of quarterback alone. Yes. He wants, he wants a guarantee at a championship, and he has it's the Chiefs. It's 100 percent going to be the Chiefs. I don't think it's. I'm telling you. I think he. I, I think he wants. I'm telling you, it's a championship run What's right your, there. Who do you think it is Where are they getting the 15 to 20 million in cap space? Yeah, that's the thing. They don't have that Odell, unless they want to at least. Odell. Odell yeah, wants think, 15 to 20 they're million. They're restructuring probably all the contracts to to make it happen. The they're Jets. cutting Frank Clark. You think yep. it's the Jets? Nick? No, no, no. Stop it. The Jets are a good shout if Aaron Rodgers goes there because he's going to get exactly what he wants, to a, a loony bin. <laughs> but I think that another good shout, and this is an underrated shout, is either the Raiders or the mm-hmm. Panthers. I think those are or both the who? The Panthers. And the Panthers oh. is going to be for a weird reason because he has much money as he wants. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to throw a... a flag here. Did you just oh, say – you just said he's not going to go to the Giants because of quarterback play. Yes. And then just said the fucking Panthers. <laughs> yes. I I it was monetary. Hold up, hold up, Kyle. Hold up, Kyle. 
Absolutely not. I've told you that CJ no. Stroud is better than DJ, so that's what I'm talking Stop about. the fuck right now. I oh mean, I don't not agree with that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we have a agreement. I mean, I would take my chances with a rookie quarterback than Daniel well, Jones. Dude, Granted, I would take my why. chances with Nathan Peterman. Like, throw but... me the ball, and he'll be like, okay, CJ Stroud will be like, okay, I'll throw you the ball. No. Like, no. Be okay, I don't think... CJ Stroud hasn't proven anything, so I'm not going to say that he's a better quarterback than DJ. I will say that CJ yeah, Stroud's accuracy hard to do. I will say that CJ Stroud's accuracy as a prospect and as a like rookie is next oh. next level. CJ Stroud's accuracy is ridiculous. You, you Kyle, you didn't hear chat, everything I just said. Curious? I know you didn't. No, but... I was just banging my head on the fucking desk. No, okay. Kyle was just impersonating what happens when he watches his team play. Hold on, hold on. Kyle, I'll I'll explain it to you. I said, quote unquote, I'm not going to say that CJ Stroud is better than DJ. That's not how far I'm going to go. I will say that CJ Stroud, as a draft prospect, has next level accuracy, and I love it. That's better okay. that that is acceptable, Jake. Awesome. Well, it is the end of episode 55 here. <laughs> well, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, nah, it's wait, the wait. end of episode 55. What was Austin going to say? No, no, no. Hold on. What was Austin going to say? All I was going to say is that, one, we are definitely not giving Daniel Jones enough credit for last year. Thank I you. Do. Like, <laughs> I don't defend Kyle Austin, but I have Thank to you. here. I'll, give him, kin- not- I'll give him a kindergarten star. I'm not giving him credit for 15 touchdowns. What I'm saying is for for starting to look like he might be able to just be a little better and he's in the NFL playing and obviously we he showed the Giants enough, I guess for 40 million from them which is ridiculous but again like we said GJ Stroud has not played there have been a ton of guys that have come out I we all agree I think that he's going to probably be a lot better than them but he, until you play in the NFL, you don't get to to, well, that, to be better than anybody. Well, that's what I just Thank said. You. That's why I said he's not. I I know, I'm not going to say I he's better than DJ. With you that yeah. like oh, we're giving way okay. too much grief to. Daniel well, Jones. until Daniel Jones has more than double the amount of. Who was he uh, throwing until to? Until he has more than double the amount oh. of turnovers that touchdowns. When he throws to a quality receiver, you and I can have that discussion. <laughs> until then. Thank you for watching this episode. And, and It'll probably be the same discussion, Kyle. Kyle. Sterling Shepard was quality, so now we're moving on. So Kyle's just going back to the Anyway, he was so that was the episode, he was that was he the episode 55. Episode 55 is over. Kyle is muted. I do hope you guys had a great day. Uh, this has been a fun 48 hours of free agency on top of our March Madness oh. brackets. He didn't realize he's muted still. I do hope you guys I'm have a great muted. rest of the week. He's he said he's not muted. Ah, he's kidding. We hope you guys have a great week, and we'll see you next week for some more.